You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So I'm, we've been talking about it, I've, I've mentioned it, that we were going into a series uh, starting today that's titled Love Knows No Borders. And uh, the series coincides with kind of the model uh, and the vision that we have in our, in our missions uh, ministry. And I want to bring up, I want to start out the series by bringing up our um, missions directors, and that is Brent and Becky Strand. So Give them a hand as they come forward right now. So they have, uh, they have taken this position, and, and if there's anyone that's called to missions, uh, Brent and Becky, definitely this is their sweet spot. In fact, I have seen, I have seen Brent um, just blossom. In, uh, when he took this position, he just when he's in the mission field, when he's doing a short-term mission trip, he just turns into a different person. He just leads like you won't believe. Uh, we we think about Brent. He's a very humble guy. He usually doesn't demand attention. Uh, Becky demands attention, but but Brent, uh, <laughs> but Brent doesn't, right? And so uh, so the reality is Becky doesn't demand any attention. Um, so they just, they, just fit, they just fit this position. They fit this calling. And uh, I, I thought it'd be important. So you guys can sit down and relax. I, I thought it'd be important for you to share um, maybe a little bit about yourself so the people that are here can, can hear about your story and your love for missions and how that fits into uh, our, uh, our mission at, the, at Living Word Chapel, our vision at Living Word Chapel, and how we fulfill the calling that God has for us. So, Becky, go ahead and, and, and talk to us about what, what, um, where you come from. Well, good morning. Um, what a blessing uh, to be able to talk with you all about missions and um, connecting to the local church, um, in our case here at LWC. Uh, just a little bit of background uh, when I was 19, I'll, I'll speak for myself, and then I'll share a little bit about Brent also. Um, when I was 19, I was at a, a, it was a prayer meeting, and someone had come up to me and uh, just said, you know, I, I, I really see that God's going to use you in missions, at missions. And from that moment, it, it stayed in my heart. From that moment, it was always in my heart. And... Um, for, I, I was in Hawaii for about 10 years. I went to a large church, a wonderful church. Um, but during that time, I never had the opportunity to go on missions. And uh, when I moved back home, um, it was in, I had been coming to the church for a while. In uh, 2008, I believe, uh, Pastor Bob had already gone to Guatemala. And Pastor Bob was, was a senior pastor. He had gone to Guatemala and had come back and then um, raised up a team to go to Guatemala. So I knew, you know, I wanted to go. And Pastor Jamie and Shauna were a part of that team. And it was a, a wonderful experience. And um, from that time, uh, I think almost every opportunity I had to go on a mission trip, I believe I was able to go. 
Um, so that's a little bit about, uh, about my story, and it kind of connects also with Brent's. Uh, he, actually, we, we've been married six and a half years now, but when he was 17, 18 years old, he turned 18 in Guatemala, uh, missions was on his heart. He went as a teenager uh, and worked in an orphanage for four months. And um, so missions has been on his heart uh, also. And um, about seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, God brought us together. And we had actually gone on some mission trips together. Um, just mainly said hi. <laughs> but, and then um, after time, uh, God brought us together. And uh, yeah, it's been beautiful. So uh, I just wanted to share a little bit about about us and our background. Um, here at the church, the mission is to love God and to love people. And as a believer, um, that's what our main focus is, I believe, in, in all that we do. We want to love and honor God, and we want to love people. And through that, um, as as we are learning through our uh, LWC vision, uh, in connecting, in growing, in serving, and reaching. And in connecting, of course, as believers, we connect to God. Uh, that's how we become believers. And in that connection to God, God is, he loves us individually, but also that love that he has for us, he wants us to share with others. And we're still growing in, in all these areas. Um, but in missions, um, and just talking about for a little bit about how God uses uh, connect, grow, serve, and reach. In missions, every mission trip that I've, I've been on has been a blessing. Everyone and everyone's been different. Um, you know, recently, a little over a year now, we've been leading and directing. Um, and each one, even as we're where as we go through each mission trip, each one has been a blessing and each one has been different. But I've grown spiritually in each, in each mission. And um, in that first one, connect, connecting to God, I, it's hard to explain if you haven't gone on a mission trip. It's a, it's a wonderful experience and um I believe we connect to God in a different way and to people. We see things differently uh, than we did before. And like I said, with each trip, it's been, uh, God has shown me different things. With this last trip, we've been doing uh, like four-day trips to Mexico. This last one that we did with the youth, I mean, God showed me a lot in that trip. And, um, and like I said, it's, it's amazing what God can do. Um, and grow, definitely, I, we grow through each trip. Um, serving, it gives us an opportunity to serve, to do something, um, whatever it is. And, and sometimes we'll do a medical mission. Sometimes it'll be um, just helping with whatever they need. And for anyone that is interested in going on a trip, uh, don't feel as though you can't, so maybe you don't speak the language or maybe uh, you don't, uh, you're not in the medical field. There is always something to do, so I wouldn't want that to be a barrier. There's always something for, 
for us to do. One of the things I remember before Brent and I were, we had gone on a trip together, and it was that, like, one of our first trips, I think. Um, it was with the, with the church here, and we weren't, we weren't uh, together at that time, and it was when, like, we would just say hi. But I remember, and I actually have pictures of that trip. He didn't speak the language um, but I remember looking, and he was playing with a little boy, and they didn't speak the same language. But he was engaging, and, and kids understand um, love. And so I just thought, that's good that he doesn't even know the language, but he gets in there and does what, what, uh, what he should be doing and, and interacting with the kids. And I have a picture of him. Um, actually, it's on our wall, <laughs> playing with my kids. So I just wanted to encourage people um, for that, and then also, of course, reaching, uh, reaching others. That's God's heart. He, his heart is for us, but it's also for others. And uh, again, I'm growing in this, and Brent is growing in this. But we really want to um, share God's love. And a lot of times, it's of course through through what we say, but serving and and God giving those opportunities. I'm thinking of Benny right now, and. Um, and a lot of the trips that we've gone on, he'll just go out and just start talking to people and, and um, sharing God's love. Um, so I just wanted to encourage all of us. And I, for, for us, I know that, um, and really whatever God has you to do, all these things are connected together um, in fulfilling what God has for us. And it may, missions is what God has called us to do, and I believe it's it's a part of all, you know, all of us, because in whatever capacity, it's reaching out, and right. whether it's, it's going to Mexico, Guatemala, or wherever it is around the world, it's about reaching out to people, but it's also about reaching out to people here where God has us. Um, so whatever God is calling you to do, um, that's part of fulfilling our, our own mission and the importance of that. Um, as believers. And I did want to take also this opportunity to, to thank Pastor and Shauna and the leadership team. And because I've been thinking about it, and actually this past year, how God had placed things in my heart, like at 19 for missions. And I always had a desire to be married. And I, I was older when I got married. Um, but how God has, has used uh, the local church, and for me, and for um, a lot of us here at Living Word Chapel, how God has used that to fulfill what he has for our lives, and we'll continue to, to do that as we're open to him, and um, wanting to be where he wants us to be, so I just wanted to, to thank you for that, for allowing the opportunity for God to use our church for us, all of us, to grow in the areas that God calls us in. and um, So thank you. Amen. Thank you, Becky. She's awesome. Um, we're going to show a video, and then, uh, and then I want you to talk to them about the possibility about making a trip. Yes. Uh, so this is the last uh, trip that they made, that they led, uh, the student ministry. And then we have a trip coming up in October. So let's go ahead and cue up that, that video real, real quick, and let's, let's see that. That was, um, that was a wonderful trip. It really was. And 
250 backpacks. Thank you all for for your donations and for what everyone did uh, to make that happen. 250 backpacks were taken. I believe that day 241 uh, were given out to the kids. And um, it means a lot. And sometimes we don't realize how much God can use what we think might be a simple thing as giving a backpack, but God can use that to bring hope to a child um, that that they may not have. And really can be life-changing. So even those simple things that, that we do, wherever we're at, it's just a reminder uh, to us what God can do with something as simple as that. So thank you all for your generosity for making that happen. And uh, it's it was a blessing, definitely. And we're also going to be, we're planning a trip for October Uh, The Mexico trips to Rocky Point are usually four days, so it's October 4th uh, through the 7th, and um, we'll give more details. We're going to have a meeting next week after second service if anybody is interested, even if you want to come out and and, uh, just see, you know, find out a little bit more information, please come. Uh, It's... We're hoping it wouldn't be too late. You can still, uh, if someone doesn't have a passport in San Manuel, you're able to do everything there. We have applications up here at the front. They also have them there at the post office. Um, And sometimes they come back really quickly, so there might be an opportunity, even if you're interested in this October trip, to get um, get your passport if you don't have that yet, if you're interested. So we're excited to see what God does. And like I said, he's... He's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, each trip is special. And um, so if anybody's interested, please uh, yeah. please let us know and, and also try and get your, your passport as soon as possible if you're interested in this October trip. Right. Good. Becky, one, one quick question before you and Brent go ahead and, and, uh, and have your seat. Um, so what if you are not uh, a medical, in the medical field, and what if... You guys do, go and do a hands-on, uh, say, build a house or things like that that we've done in the past. What if you're not really uh, mechanically inclined? Mm-hmm. Can you still make a trip like this? Uh, would fit everybody? You know, can everyone find a spot in a, in a mission team? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, no matter what it is, I, we it was last year October. We went and we helped with a. a pastor a youth pastor's house and it was more that was the main main thing and I I don't know much (laughs) but I was able to help and uh, do some things and then too uh, we've been connected with some kids in the neighborhood so no matter each trip no matter what specifically we're going for there's always something for someone to to do and to contribute so so uh yeah, definitely, if you are interested and God has put it on your heart, definitely don't that, let that be a, a barrier because there will be things to do. Wonderful. There will be things to do. Let's give Becky and Brent a big hand. Thank you. You're awesome. So I'm going to take about 20 minutes to talk to you guys about um, going you know, love knows no borders, and I want to talk about why we go. Um, you know, Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 28, 
at the very, uh, after he had uh, rose again and, and he was about to ascend, he, he said to his disciples, he called them all together, and he said um, to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So, so Jesus has all authority, not only in heaven, but he has it on the earth. And then he said, therefore, I want you guys to, to go. And, uh, and when, when I think about love knows no borders, I, I want us to think about that love, and especially the love of God, it liberates it sets us free, right? That's why our mission is love God, love people, because when, when you love God, you're free to love the creator of the universe. There's, no, there's nothing holding you back from having a relationship with God Almighty because of love, amen? And, and the second thing, when we love people, uh, you're, you're free to love uh, individuals, no matter where they come from, what their skin color is, what their, uh, you know, their, their ideology or whatever it is, you have the freedom to love those people with the love of God. And Jesus teaches us, or the Bible teaches us in John 3, 16, most, most of us know this, this amazing verse. It says, God not only loved us, but God so loved the world and think about those words. He loved Oracle, yes, but he loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in Jesus, they're not going to perish, but they're going to have everlasting life. And all of us that have trusted in Christ are free with this life in us, this, this not only eternal life, but an abundant life to be able to go to the world with the love of God. Now, borders, they restrict, okay, and you hear me now because some of you guys are already going to put a wall up. Borders, they restrict. And you have to discern the difference between healthy boundaries, right? Because there are healthy boundaries that we should set up for ourselves that, can, that if you go over those boundaries, they can dis, bring destruction into our lives, right? But then there's also those borders that restrict us, whether they be borders of fear or the boundaries of fear. How many of you, fear doesn't let you go beyond where God wants you to go? We sang that song, Oceans, today. It says, take me deeper than I've ever gone. Let my eyes see above the waves that are, that are crashing all around us. And, and so, so there, there's the, the, the boundary of fear that restricts people from, from, from being everything that God wants you to be. There's also unhealthy bias that people have. You might have a bias and you may be, um, you know, against someone or, or a position that they may have. There's prejudice that can, can become a restrictive boundary. Uh, and, and it becomes the dividing walls. And they restrict God's love from being shared from our world. And we find this in the Bible. We find that when, when the early church, when, when they began to take the, the good news out, that when they went to different people's houses or into different regions, that some of them would get upset. That they would say, what are you doing going to these, these Gentiles? What are you doing going to these Samaritans? Where, what are you doing uh, going to these people? In fact, in Acts 11, uh, verses 1 through 3, and then we're going to pick it up again in 18, Peter had gotten a vision to go into a Gentile home, and in the vision there was a blanket that had all kinds of animals and uh, the, the, the Lord said, kill and eat. That's why he became a hunter right there. Kill and eat. 
All the hunters said amen. And he got this, vi- got this vision. I'm going to get in trouble for that. Um, he got this vision, and it, the, whole, the whole reasoning for that was for him to be able to say, God has freely given him an open uh, uh, path with love to go into uh, the home of the Gentiles. Now, this is what happens when he goes uh, to the Gentiles' home in uh, Acts chapter 10. He goes into Cornelius' home, who had got a vision about this guy named Peter. An angel spoke to him, and he goes and, and sends for Peter, and Peter comes to this house, okay? And God does a miracle there. So here's what I want you to know, to know is that when you go to other places, God can do miracles. That's the first thing you need to know. Because God is unlimited in power. But when he did these miracles in the house of Cornelius and all the family got saved, then the, the other believers, because of their bias and prejudice, and hear me now, beloved, because some of us have these boundaries in our lives that restrict you from going to, and sharing the love of God. Look what happened. Okay? The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received, received the word of God. Okay? So they had never received the word of God because they were Gentiles. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him. And they said, you went into the house of an uncircumcised man and you ate with them. That's verses 1 through 3. And, uh, and then Peter tells them the story about the, the vision of the, of the, of the uh, sheet with all the animals, all the unclean animals, and how, how God spoke to him and said, uh, what I have made clean is clean, so go. And then he says, uh, uh, when, I, when they heard this, that, that, that the miracles that God did, they had no further objections, and they praised God, saying, so then even the Gentiles... God has granted repentance to life. So, so, so then even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. So here's the one big thing that I want you to take away. The one big thing. So then even to blank, God has granted repentance that leads to life. In other words, who is that person in your life? Who is that family in your life that, that, that there's a wall that, that you know they need the love of Jesus, you know they need the love of God, and you, you believe that, that, that if, they're, if they have God, if they have Jesus in their life, they're going to be better off. Who is that person? Write it down. That's your one big thing. Because here's what I believe. I believe that during this series, God is going to work on them. I believe that God is able to save them. Right? So make sure you write that person down because here's the thing. There's two two parallel scriptures that are important. The first one is the one that I read. Uh, It's the passage, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. It talks about Jesus said, you know, all authority has been given to me. uh, So now I want you to go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's one, that's one uh, passage we're going to look at throughout this whole series. The other passage is Acts 1.8. Okay, that's right before uh, Jesus ascended to the Father. He said, he said this. He said, when the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, or, or when you receive, uh, uh, the, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the 
ends of the earth. So something was going to happen miraculously to these disciples that, that when the Holy Spirit was going to come upon them at Pentecost, they were going to receive power to be witnesses for God, for Jesus, first in their, in, in their close proximity in Jerusalem where they were from, and then into Judea and Samaria to spread out into uh, the other people groups, into the state, into the country, and then into the uttermost parts of the earth. And here, that's a mandate for all of us, beloved. Every one of us has that mandate. Every one of us, when you, when you receive Jesus as your Savior, God fills you with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never promotes fear, and he never promotes boundaries. He never divides people. He unites. He unites us with Jesus. He, he brings that dividing wall, that enmity that we had, not only with God, but with people. He breaks that down so that we can bring them to God through Christ. In fact, we're messengers of reconciliation. We reconcile the world back to God. How can the world, how can your neighbors be reconciled to God without you bringing the message of re reconciliation? And that's exactly who we are. So there's a promise that not only do we go with God's authority, but we also go with God's power. And, and, and Becky, you know that when you shared uh, that story, your story on how God not only had someone speak into your life and say, uh, uh, we believe that you're called to missions, and that, that word stayed deep in your soul. You knew that it was something that, that God could do. And then not only did he take you into the mission field, but he also brought your spouse in the mission field. So you never know what's going to happen when you go. You never know what's going to happen. I'll tell you, God can do all kinds of wonderful things. So let's talk about where God calls us to go. The first place that God calls us to go is across the street. Across the street. There may be someone across the street that you don't like, but God never called us to like people. He called us to love people. There may be someone across the road. In fact, you know, I, I, I love the people that work at the Oracle Ford. I love them. We have some people that come here. But God didn't call me to like them. God called me to love them. And the same people on 923, on 923 West 5th Avenue, right on 5th Avenue, God didn't call me to, to, to like everything that they do. I'm not supposed to like everything that they do, but God called me to love them. And he calls me to go across the street. He's given me people to reach. And, and so when, when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and you receive power, right, he says, you will be my witnesses across the street in Jerusalem, and you need to know that, that you're called to be a, not only, not only a witness, but hear me now, you're called to be a powerful witness to your neighbors and to your coworkers and your schools and your family and your friends. Everyone who is in close proximity is important to God. Did you know that? Shauna said to me one time, she said, because um, she's not like huge on world missions, and so she said, I don't have to go, uh, uh, I don't have to, go to uh, Central America. I don't have to go, you know. And it, it's, it's, it's crazy because uh, she says, I can be a missionary just right here. 
And the thing about it is that she said, I can be a missionary right here. And then someone said, we want you to go to Guatemala and sent her to Guatemala. And so God wanted her to go to Guatemala because she was going to impact a life there. We'll talk about that right now. But, but she had the right idea. We can be a witness, and not only a witness, but a powerful testimony of Jesus right across the street. The first thing that we need to understand is that, and maybe you guys do, maybe uh, I've, I've had to grab a hold of it, but that you and I, we can't reach our neighbors with our own abilities. I can't reach my neighbors with my own charisma. I can't reach my neighbors with my own uh, uh, intellect. I can't reach my neighbors with my own strength or my own might. In fact, the Bible says it's not by might or by power, but it's by your spirit, says the Lord. Nothing is accomplished without the Holy Spirit. So the key to reaching our neighbors is an intentional reliance on the Holy Spirit. It's trusting the Holy Spirit to, to work in us and through us, not only to, 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 to reach our neighbors, but to love our neighbors. Jesus told his disciples this, and I, and I, never, I never lose focus of this, of this uh, passage. Jesus said to, this to his disciples. He says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. And then he says, and then I will raise them on the last day. When they come to me, I'm going to give them an eternal life, and I'm going to give them an abundant life. And this is the God element of our evangelism. It teaches us that Jesus in his earthly life, that he placed complete dependency on doing the Father's will. And he placed complete dependency on being filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, at his baptism, the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove and filled Jesus before he went into the, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And how many of us know that we are no competition for the devil without the power of God? We can't do it. And when you go to reach people, you're going into the devil's territory. When those people that, 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 that we're trying to reach are not... Christ followers, they belong to the ruler of this world. So you need the power of God Almighty. You need the power of the Holy Spirit, not only for wisdom, not only for, for, uh, uh, for, for words, but also for strength, for peace, and all the things that makes a difference. Jesus gives us a great example. I call it a goal moment. And his goal moment, we see it in, in John chapter 4, that he says, I have to, we have to go through Samaria. Now, the Samaritans were these half-breeds. They were half-Jew and half-every-other-nation. And, and so the Jews had, had uh, animosity with them. They, they, didn't, they didn't really like them. But Jesus said, we have to go through Samaria. And he went through Samaria and, and met this woman at a well. And this woman was there at, the, at the, the, the most inappropriate time for people to go to, to the well. Because even when we go to Central America, for those people that don't have running water, the, the, the ladies go to the, the rivers to go do all their washings, to go do all their uh, uh, getting of water in their, in their canisters. And, and they go when? Early in the morning. They don't go midday because it's too hot. So this lady, he met her midday in the heat. She was an outcast. 
She had been married five times and she was living with another guy. And Jesus meets her and he confronts her and he says, if you give me some of your physical water, I will give you some of my living water. I will give you spiritual water. And she says, what are you talking about? And he ends up saying, you know, if you put your faith in me, your life will change forever. And he was able to give her something that she could never find with this physical water. He was, she was, he was able to give her a substance to her soul that was going to quench every thirst that she ever had. And there are people, beloved, there are people that are going to, uh, whether it's a bar or whether it's a game, and they're trying to quench their thirst, and they're, 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 they're not able to quench that thirsting in their soul that only God can do. And a lot of us know that because we've been there. And so this woman gets saved. Her life has changed. And she became a powerful witness to her neighbors, her co-workers, her family, and her friends. Instead of her being an outcast, she went right into the middle of them. Hear me. Hear me. So when you go to across the street and you start talking to your neighbors, they might have looked at you. Man, remember this guy? Remember this girl? Remember what they used to do? And now you're going with the boldness of God and you're sharing something that they need and they need Jesus Christ. And this is what the, when she brought them to the man, which is Jesus, she brought them to Jesus, this is what they said. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Here's what I want you to know. God will prove himself to be true. So one morning we get up, and actually Shauna got up. It was probably 10 years ago, maybe, maybe longer. And uh, she got up because she was going to lead praise and worship here at the church, and I was coming a little bit later. Um, I wasn't the lead pastor. I don't even know if I was the associate pastor at that time. I have to, we have to revisit that, Sean. And uh, our neighbor... Uh, the, the wife was outside of her front yard, outside in the front yard, and Shauna was walking, and, and she met her, and, and she, had, uh, she had been crying. She noticed she had been crying. And so they got to talking. Well, Shauna had to come and get ready for, for the worship service, for the Sunday morning worship experience. And so they got to talking, and real quick, uh, the, our neighbor says to, to Shauna, they're not our neighbors anymore, but she says to Shauna, she says, uh, did you guys hear us last night? And Shauna said, no. I, what happened? And uh, she said, well, I was chasing my husband around in the front of your house with a knife. And uh, she said, uh, um, Shauna said, no, we didn't hear anything. She said, the cops came, and they were running around the front, front of your house, uh, and we slept right through it. Thank you, Lord, for his peace, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so they're running around the house, and she says, she says to us, because they lived there before, then, then they moved away, and that when, when they were living there before, we were, we were not walking with God, and we were partying hard. So they moved back after we had started walking with Jesus. We became followers of Christ, and, uh, and they said, what is this? What's, what's, what's wrong with these people? They have changed so much. But anyways, so they had that, that, that fiasco that happened that, that night, and, and uh, she tells Shauna, she says, will you do me a big favor? Would you please, before she said that, she said, what did you guys, lo- what did you guys do 
to change your life. And Shauna said, you know what, I, I want to share. She said that it's only Jesus that has changed our life. God completely changed our life. She said, but I have to go to church and do some services right now. But when I get back tonight, I, we want to meet with you and your husband. They had taken her husband away. They let him out. And they, they came over to our house. And they said, what do we have to do to change our life? And me, because I, I know exactly what you need to do. I said, you need to do 25 push-ups, <laughs> a couple of sit-ups, some jumping jacks, and give your life to Jesus Christ. I said, you don't have to do all that. You just got to give your life to Jesus. And they, they became followers of Christ, and they're walking with God to this day. So God deserves a big hand. Across the street. Okay. God, the, the, the other thing is, Jesus calls us to go across the country, okay? Across the, the country. The, the Bible says in Acts uh, 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in all of Judea. In all of Judea. You see, we are called to be a powerful witness in our city, in our state, and in our country. And there are people across this country who God has set up an ordained appointment for you to meet them and for you to share the love of God with them as well. I received a message just this, this, this past week from a nephew that I've been praying for. We've been praying for. He's been in and out of trouble. And uh, he lives in, uh, in the state uh, down south. And he sent me this, this, uh, this uh, uh, message on Messenger. I hadn't heard from him in years. And he said, Uncle, I just wanted to reach out to you and, and see how you're doing. And, uh, and so we started to, to uh, go back and forth with some messages. And I want to pick up where, where I, I asked him a question. I said, I said, did you give your heart to Jesus? Because I heard the talk that was going on in, his, in, in him. He said, I, I want to go out and, and meet with you guys. I said, did you give your heart to Jesus? And he said, uh, yes, sir. He said, I haven't been doing so well and have been doing what's right, but now uh, I've made sure to have a relationship. I love that. To have a relationship with God. Uh, my life has been getting better. I know I have to be true to myself and to God, and, and I want to be better, and things will be great as long as I work hard for it. Now, we're going to have conversations. I'm going to tell them it doesn't matter how hard you work. You don't have to work hard. God's going to do all the work for you. But we're not there yet, but this is great right here. He's, and I said, I said, he's got great plans for you. Uh, skip the name. But put him first in your life, and you'll never be disappointed. God is great all the time. And he sent back to me. He said, and all the time, God is great. This is so awesome. Because I've been praying for him. I want to cry. He, and he said, yes, sir. I will make sure to come see you soon. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of tattoos. You probably won't recognize me. Laugh out loud. But keep in touch. And I don't know when I can come out there. But I want to make sure I come visit you and the family. And I said, don't worry about the tats. I love you for what matters. Your heart. And I will stay in touch. So when he walks in the doors, all tatted up. This is what I want for our WC family to do. Love him. Love him. I believe that this discussion that I had, that God set it up before I was even born. I believe God has appointments for us before we even knew they were, they were supposed to be there. 
every day, every, every week, everywhere you go, God has a, a ordained appointment for you to meet someone and to be able to share the love of God with them. They've got to know that there's something different about us. They've got to know that you have something in you that can change your, their life. Uh, there was a, there was a, a guy in, 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 the, in the New Testament, and he was a, a lame beggar, and they used to carry him and put him at, the, uh, at a gate called the Beautiful Gate. And, and the crazy thing about this is that Jesus, in his three years of ministry, because they put him there every day, in Jesus' three years of ministry, he passed by that gate, but he never healed him. And Jesus could heal anybody. Anybody that got in his way, anybody that came to him, Jesus had the power to heal him. But there's a God-ordained time for every person in our life. And the Bible tells us that James and John, when they started to go into the temple to minister, after Jesus had ascended, after the church had been sprung up, after the power of the Holy Spirit came on them, that they began to recognize the need and they began to tap into the power of God and let God change lives. And this is what happened. As that beggar was asking for alms, as he was asking for silver, as he was asking for gold, the Bible tells us that Peter said, Silver or gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I give to you. Let's just pause right there, beloved. You don't have to be rich to share Jesus. People don't need our money as much as they need our Savior. And sometimes, and and hear me now, sometimes we bail people out with money, 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 instead of letting God bail them out with his power, power, power. He says, what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and his ankles became strong. And I don't know about you, but I still believe that Jesus heals. I don't know about you, but I think that Jesus is the same, the same Savior, the same uh, God that he was right here. He jumped, up to, he jumped to his feet and began to walk, and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with what? They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And here's what I know for sure is that when God is in the house, when God is moving through his people, when God is resident in us and in our lives, wherever we go, God's power is revealed and people are filled with awe. And they're filled with wonder because that that is the God that we serve. I got this, uh, we, we got this letter in the mail this week. It says, Dear Pastor Reese in Living Word Chapel, we want, to honor you for, uh, we want to honor you and the great work your church is doing. He says, it's just for Tucson that sent this to us. Many churches around the city are committed to regularly pray for sister churches in Tucson. Each week, one church in the city is the focus of unified prayer. That church is the ch- church of the week. And so Living Word Chapel is the church of the week in all of the Tucson and surrounding areas. And what, what stands out to me is that people recognize what God's people are doing. Give God a big hand and give yourself a big hand for what he does.
The third thing is God calls us to go across the world. I'm going to go real fast because we're out of time. Okay? God calls us to go across the world. You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. You'll be a powerful witness across the world. And the only way you can make an impact across the world is if you go. The only reason that we have made an impact in Puerto Peñasco, Central America, and we're going to be going to uh, uh, Israel, and, and God is going to be going with us in, 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 uh, in May of 2020. Those of you that are going to be going to Israel, it's going to be a great time. Uh, is, is when you go, because everywhere we go, we leave an imprint of our feet in the soil of that country and that land. And God blesses it when we go in his name. God blesses it when we go in his name. Here's what Paul wrote to the, to the church in Rome. He said, first, I want to thank God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported or talked about all over the world. Your faith will never be talked about if you never go. If you never make an impact, your faith will never be talked about. If you go right now to, to Guatemala and go to different places and you say you're from Living Word Chapel, they'll know who you are. They'll know who we are. Oh, you did a medical mission. I remember you came with Dr. Hugo. They'll know exactly who you are. If you go to Puerto Peñasco and you go around the community, if you go into the inner city and you say, well, I'm from Living Word Chapel, they'll know who you are because our feet are there in the soil. We've, we've left our imprint. Paul, Paul said this to the Roman church as well. He said, how can anyone preach unless they are what? Unless they are sent. In other words, you've got to go. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And, and here's, here's what I want us to take home with us today. God doesn't want to leave any person out of heaven. And if it takes for me to go to... Uh, across the street and, 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 and talk to the, the neighbor that's, that's trying to kill her husband, you know, in the front of my house, bring him to Jesus, praise God. Because then that happens, and then you can do what you got to do. I'll tell her, you know, do what you got to do. Um, but Jesus said this. That's a joke, by the way. Jesus said this. <laughs> what did he say? Hold on to these words. Jesus said this. The gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Do you know that? Why do we go? Because we want to have a testimony to every land and every people group in the whole world, because our prayer is that we will say, Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. Amen? Let's end this suffering on this earth. Let's end this pain on this earth. Let's, let's end this death on this earth. Let's be revived with the power of God and be with him forever. So here are three ways to go, and then I'm done. Here are three ways to go. The first one is make a short-term mission trip. Get your passport, pack your bags, find Becky and Brent, and go. We'll pray for you as you're going. Number two, send someone with your generosity. If you can't go, your money can go with someone else. Pay for someone to go to Puerto Peñasco. Some of you guys have the ability to, to send people. Say, I want to sponsor someone. Go to the back, talk to Becky and Brent, and say, I want to sponsor someone to go to Puerto Peñasco. Sponsor some teenagers. Sponsor someone that will be impacted for the rest of their life. There may be the next Billy Graham that will be impacted there. There may be the next great uh, uh, missionary that will be impacted there. There may be the next Becky Strand 
and Brent Strand that will be impacted. They're send young people so that they can find out how amazing it is. And the third thing, that, the third way you can go, pray, 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 pray for our missions to reach, uh, our mission reach to be greater than we could imagine. When is the last time you prayed for local missions? When's the last time that you prayed, Lord, I'm praying for those across the street. I'm praying for, for people to go and for them to be impacted with the love of God. When's the last time you prayed for national missions? What's going to change our country, beloved? What's going to change our country? Prayer. The love of God is only, the only thing that's going to change our country. And global missions. What's going to change our world? Our world's in bad shape. The least we can do is pray. The greatest thing we can do is pray. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love that's extended to us in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for leading me to share your love with my world. Father, we ask for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our everyday life, especially when it comes to sharing the love of God with those across the street and across the country and across the world. And we pray this in the powerful and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And everyone said a big... Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.